everyone? Welcome back to week three of Oz Hoopers TV season two. Uh, this week we have on Blake Jones, uh, one of the best scorers in the country, easily one of the best big men in his class. Um, very excited to have him on. Hesh, how you doing? You all right? Good. Yep, good. Had a, had a nice weekend. Got out of town for a little while, which was nice, um, but excited to talk to Blake, man. Yeah, me too. I watched him at Nationals. Me and my mate went up. Um, and my mate said he's by far the uh, most natural looking scorer out there, which is pretty interesting because not many people, I feel like he's not um, highly regarded on some people's radar as such, but yeah, he's very talented. Um, so keen to have him on. Let's get straight into the episode. First thing we're going to talk about is last week when we filmed the podcast, the day after there were some NBL trades that happened, uh, shook the league around a little bit. Um, and that New Zealand released Lamar Patterson, which I felt is a bit expected. Lamar was very on and off. Um, I think he averaged like 10. Uh, he was having a rough season with the breakers. You could kind of see it coming. Uh, then the Bullets released Orlando Johnson, which I've heard a lot of stuff. A lot of people with mixed opinions. Orlando was starting to pick up his game a little bit. Very defensive-minded player. Starting to score a little bit on the offense, uh, but they decided to make the move and get rid of him. Bullets sign Lamar Patterson, uh, bring him back after he had MVP-like seasons. And then New Zealand signed Levi Randolph, who I don't know much about. I'm still yet to see it. What are your thoughts on the moves? Damn, there's a lot to unpack there. Let's start with uh, Lamar Patterson. Yeah, agreed that he had a... The average start to the season, obviously numbers suggested that, but even watching him play for the breakers, he just looked out of rhythm, out of sync, never really got a flow. Um, I always find that you, you need a certain type of import to be really successful with ball dominant guards, like Corey Webster and Ty Webster dominate the ball so much for New Zealand. So I never really felt like Lamar Patterson came into his own. I mean, in his own control, I felt like he looked out of shape. I don't, I don't want to judge and, and assume, but he definitely looked a step slower, a little bit more fatigued, a little bit less spry defensively than what he did at the Bullets. Um, so, yeah, sure. rough start and expected, I think, given what, what had transpired. When they when they signed him, I was like, that fills Scotty Hobson's place immediately. I'm a big fan of Lamar Patterson, obviously, because I'm a Bullets fan. Um, what he did, I was surprised he left Bullets in the first place. But what he, yeah, when he went to Breakers, like that's a great pickup. But season didn't play out the way he wanted to it to, and Bullets ended up picking him back up, which I've heard a lot of people talk said it's very risky. Uh, man, I my, think it's my, risky, man. It is I risky, think but is. I think come playoff time, come playoff time, I think Vic Law, Sobi, and Lamar are three massive scorers and a lot of firepower to go against. I feel like Orlando's I, a great player. And he is very good defensively, but come playoff time, you might need Lamar Patterson. I, I would, I'd, I'm going to disagree, man. I'm going to say, I would have taken Orlando Johnson over Lamar, just given the, the makeup of the team. I'm not trying to, Lamar Patterson is certified, like he's, he's a bucket getter and we know this, he's done it before. But I thought Brisbane had, had figured a few things out with Sobe really playing like MVP type basketball. We spoke about that last week. Vic Law compliments him perfectly. Like, you know, they, they feel like they've got rhythm. Um, they got Hodgson who's been playing well, and there's that young Kiwi center. I think I forgot his name. Tyrell. 
Harrison. Harrison, yeah, he's been yeah. good too. Like he's been playing a little bit more. Um, and I felt like Orlando Johnson just was the glue. He was like locked up the other play, other team's best player. Like, you know, he was like energy type guy. Um, I just felt like watching Brisbane games. I was like, okay, they got a bit of rhythm there. Um, and yeah, shocked me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I think Orlando was a bit of a uh, locker room guy as well. I saw when he got um, released, a lot of people on Instagram, sad to see him go. Felt like he was an energy type of player. So I don't know yeah. how it's going to play out. I'm keen to see how it plays out. I think, I hope Lamar starts to lock in and get in shape before the playoffs because I think Bullets will be in there. So yeah. I think I think yeah. it's good. I don't know. I think yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, it could work. Don't get don't get me wrong. I just think it's like flirting with danger a little bit. Like you know, you had you had it figured out. I thought they were they were like okay, one of the contenders for sure. They were like looking really good. Sobi was playing well. Now it's like all right, they got another guard coming in who, who needs you know fifteen to put sixteen shots a game type of thing to be effective. So how's that going to impact things? Let's see. I think New Zealand isn't getting much recognition for their moves it's a lot of the bullets getting Lamar back is that the right move a lot of people aren't shining a lot of or showing a lot of attention to New Zealand they didn't only get Levi Randolph who I haven't seen much of but I think he averaged like nine or ten a game in the G League which is pretty impressive mm. um they signed Jeremy Kendall vet he's NBL guard and Will McDowell White yes your boy yeah that is a huge signing. Trust me, that is a huge signing. Yeah, I know. I don't know where. I don't know where they're placed on the ladder right now, but Ty, Will, Corey, that's a big three right there. And they got Levi coming in who can hopefully make an impact. But I don't know where they're placed on the ladder. I think they're like bottom two. Yeah. Um, but maybe next I, year. I like- I think they, they've upgraded, man. They've upgraded with 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 you know a couple of those those local players who are, who are NBL caliber without doubt. Obviously, Will's been playing in the G League and and Jeremy Kendall's been floating around the NBL for a while. Um, and he's tough. He's Jeremy Kendall's proven. Like he he didn't have like the most um, orthodox way. He didn't come up through the system and was just like a poster boy. He worked. Like he got picked up from Siebel, I think when it was Siebel, and they were like couldn't ignore this guy. He kept knocking on their doors, and then he got signed. And then he just made a, made a name for himself in the NBL. So I think New Zealand have upgraded. I'm happy. I'm excited for them to see what they what they can produce. Yeah, don't 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 be surprised when uh, Will McDowell comes out and drops 20 bombs, all right? I'm just letting everyone know that's going to happen. That's for you sure going to happen. Second thing we're going to get into today is what's going on with the Cairns Taipans. Whew. Um, lost tonight to the Kings in a close one. They're now five-game losing streak, four and fourteen on the ladder. Uh, their record, sorry, and they're at the bottom of the ladder. Very talented roster. What what's going on with Cairns? No idea, man. Uh, like you said, their roster is nice. You look at it on paper, you, you, they they tick a lot of boxes, and they look like they should be very competitive. Um, it just goes to show like how I think the NBL is one of the more competitive leagues in the world in terms of any given night, I think a team can beat another team um, because there's most teams are uh, packed with some, some bucket getters and guys that can light up and cans have that cans have firepower. Um, and for some reason it hasn't resulted in, in dubs. So I'm not too sure, but 
Um, it's, it's, it's a tough season, man. Like when, when you go five in a row, anytime you lose five in a row, that's never going to be a, a happy yeah. locker room. It's not an 80 game season either. So five in a row is like a lot in the NBL. Sure. I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on in Cairns. Um, I mean, they've had a few close ones, man. On paper, that team is very good. I just, I just yeah. don't know. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to rewatch the Kings Taipans game in a minute, but. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched them. I saw the score. They lost by two. They've had yeah. a couple of, from memory, just I, I haven't, I can't document all their games, but it, it seems like they've had a lot of close ones, man. Mm. Um, which is which is tough, I guess. You win some, you lose some, but I don't know. Are they are they going to stay strong with their roster and continue to to push through, or are they are they going to make some changes? You reckon? No idea. Well, uh, yeah, I got no clue. You'd you'd think very soon if they are, or they're just going to play the season out too late. Yeah. I guess try and make some moves next season. Um, yeah, I think they're missing DJ Newbill a bit. Yeah, he was tough. He was a bug getter, and he was he was defensively very solid. Next uh, this week, I was back in Sydney, caught up with Hesh a bit. Um, I got the chance to film Shyla Hill. At the uh, next month, mid next month, she's projected to be a top fifteen. Top 12 uh, pick in the WNBA draft. Um, have you seen Charlotte play? I have seen snippets, never seen her play live. Um, seen some highlight tapes, seen some, some game tape. Um, and she is tough. She is nice, man. Like she can stroke it. She's controlled the ball, decision making with the ball. She looks like she's a vet. Yeah, she's really good. Um, I went to the first, I went to a workout with her and her dad, Shane Hill. Uh, you know, Aussie legend. Um, and the training, the training was good. It was very, it was a very interesting training session. Um, at one point they were doing floaters from like beyond free throw. And I was like, what's going on here? But she was knocking them down like <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. so consistently. I was like, wow. Like uh, Tyler Harvey's doing that as well. Those floaters from, you know. <laughs> I think, I think floaters are like a, um, a necessary shot guards to have, no doubt. I mean, it's just, I guess it's just like everything. It just kind of changes over time. And now it's like a, if you can knock it down at a high percentage, why not shoot it, man? Like, um, Dallas has five picks in the first round. Um, I know New York has a pick and Chicago has a pick as well. So next month, I think April 16, the WNBA draft is happening. Okay. So everyone tune in for that. Uh, she killed it in the WNBL as well. She played yeah. for Townsville Fire. Saw some of her numbers, man. She lit the league, yeah. especially down the playoffs. She killed it. She had some massive – there was a semifinals game, and I'm like, she might have, like, you know, 15, big game. She's dropping, like, 30 bombs against um, Liz, um, Cam yeah. Beige. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 19 yeah. years old, doing that in the Australian League. I think she started – Started her professional career or semi-professional career at like 14 or something. Something ridiculous. In the bloodline, man, like, you know, her dad was a, a no-fear type of guy. Like, he would just take on anybody. He had that kind of yeah. like, you know, tough, tough mentality, gritty mentality. And obviously, he was exceptionally skilled. And, you know, genetically, just passed that on, I guess, to the next one. I think I think Charlotte's one of the most hyped girls coming out of Australia in a long time. Mm-hmm. I think. I think she has yeah. really good potential. I'm keen to see her play. 
Liz stands out to me. Obviously, she was yeah, she Liz was, was big, but yeah, and obviously before that it was uh, Lauren. What's her name? Lauren. Um, Lauren Jackson. Lauren Jackson. Yeah, Lauren Jackson. I think yeah, she was she was huge as well. She got she got MVP a couple of times at WNBA. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say she's the most hyped for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, another young gun I want to talk about since we haven't really spoken much about them on um, the podcast is Tyrese Proctor. I know he's a Sydney kid. Have you seen him play? What are your thoughts on his game? Same thing. I'm, I'm yet to see him play live. I'd like to. Um, I've seen a lot of tape of him. Um, I've seen some mixtapes. I've seen some, some footage as well. And he is, um, man, smooth, super, super smooth offensively. Um, looks like he plays in, in gears and he, he, he doesn't get flustered and rushed. Um, just got a smoothness to him that I really like. I think it's, it's easy on the eyes, you know, to just watch him play. It looks effortless for him. Yeah. Um, um, so I'm impressed. I uh, want to obviously get to know him a little bit more and find out what he's about. Yeah, his game's insane. I went and filmed him in Sydney not long ago. And um, he was coming down half court and, like, he was stepping over half court and, like, pump faking and the defenders were jumping. And I was like, what is going on? And then eventually he started stepping over and popping them and hitting them. And no one was reacting. Like, everyone was running back. And I, look, I was looking around going, like, is this normal? Like, what's yeah. going on here? Like, <laughs> is, this, is this every week or I don't know? But, yeah, he's insane. He, he got picked for the um, Tall Blacks game. Yeah, um, I saw that. He's very young as well. Very young. He's down at the academy right now. So, what's yeah, his, I think. What, what is he owed? Oh, Two? Good question. No, younger than that. 0304. 0304, maybe 04. Okay. Yeah. Tyrese, um, if you're listening, come on the show. We're keen to have you on. Um, Definitely. Yeah. I reached out to him to, to, to work him out. Yeah. Um, he said he's got a really busy schedule at the moment. Yeah, Obviously, he's got a lot of excellence and all that. But yeah, no, I'd love for him to come on the show, man, because he's bringing on a few things. Yeah. Yeah, I got the chance to meet him. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Come on the show, bro. We're keen to have you on. Um, we're going to get Blake Jones on um, in a minute. Uh, keen to have him on. See what's up. Yeah. I'm making a change today. The liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was giving your chain away. That's kind of like giving your fame away. What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do. A boss is a role that I've grown into. I love you to death, but I told you the truth. I can't just be with you and only you. Yeah, I got one Virgil, got one in that dance, the only two, man. How many times have I shown and proved, man? How many nights I've been woke, swerving the pot holes? What's up, Blake? How you going? Uh, good thanks. How are you guys? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I uh, just want to introduce Hesh. He'll be uh, co-hosting the show with us today. How you doing, Blake? Good thanks, bro. How are you? Good, man. Good. Um, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Um, we saw you went on for the Bullets last night. Um, which is really good, 19 years old. Um, let's get into the whole – we'll get into the whole Bullets experience later on. Um, let's start with your younger life and getting into basketball. How did you firstly get into basketball? Uh, well, for me, um, my sister played, actually. Um, I didn't play um, when I was younger, but um, she played, and then my parents were like, hey, well, we're taking her to basketball. Do you want to come along as well? So I was like, all right, yeah, may as well. I'll, I'll give it a try, and then um, – yeah, going on since then. Uh, what age was that? Uh, about under 10, so it would have been like eight eight or so. Okay. Um, I've seen you're 6'8". 
six nine. Six nine. Okay. The Raven, um, every inch counts, man. Yeah, don't get it wrong. Um, when did your growth spurt occur? When did you shoot up? Um, I've always been like pretty tall. Um, I'd say like always kind of one of the tall kids around. So yeah, it's always kind of thing like that. Um, I'm a personally a big fan of your game. Uh, what is what do you think right now is one part of your game that you think you need to work on? Uh, for me, it's kind of just uh creating my own shot, you know, off the dribble, playing off the bounce, uh, been able to do that. Have you always, you said you were a tall kid, um, like, since you were young. Did you always play the big man position? Uh, no, nah, like, under 10s, I was kind of played a bit of point guard. And oh, then, yes, sir. <laughs> and I, yeah, grew a bit after that and uh, grew out of that. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of uh, where I started, being able to handle from, like, a young age and then got bigger and still being able to, like, Maintain that um, ball handling. Um, you, you said you'd like to um, you're trying to work on um, expanding the repertoire a little bit off the bounce. Uh, where are you most comfortable right now on the floor? Do you like it like from the perimeter with, with the ball in live dribble, or you kind of like? You know, yeah, no, from the, from the perimeter, that's um, definitely you know what I'm working on the most. Um, like CJ Bruton up here with the bullets, like putting a lot of work in with him. One of the Legends, the best to do it, really, at that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, he's been helping a lot with that. Yeah, CJ's, CJ's a good coach. Um, what, when around did you join the NBA Academy? Would have been middle of 2018. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, was the, what was the recruitment process like? Because I know a lot of these guys get into the uh, NBA Academy. I'm just wondering what, like, the recruitment process is sort of like. Like, how do they go about it? Yeah, well, um, so for me, I went to um, Albert Schweitzer in um, 2018, that, um, tournament in Germany. Okay. So uh, I was lucky enough to go on that double bottom age and then played in that and then had 18's bottom age nationals. Yeah. And then from that, uh, like a week or two later, got a call from um, Capes and uh, basically just uh, yeah, offered me a spot down there on the spot on the phone. Was, it, was it a hard decision? You... Nah, definitely not. No, nah. okay. it was. Yeah, what was it? What was it like transitioning from, you know, Queensland to Canberra? Or you? Um, yeah, well, because I'm originally from Canberra, okay. so um, it was basically yeah, going back home for me, not not living at home, but yeah, back in the hometown. So it was easy transition for me. Um, where has where has all that taken you across the world? Oof. So been to America five or six times, like Atlanta, Minnesota, Vegas, Chicago, and Germany, uh, Argentina with like national team staff, uh, New Caledonia, and then uh, Barcelona as well started last year. That was a, kind of the most recent one before everything got shut down. Um, what, was your, what was your best trip performance-wise? Performance-wise, well, uh, Oceana champs, I'd say, but... Um, yeah. I don't know if that really counts uh, with the kind of the competition that we were playing against. Yeah. Um, I saw you went on one of the trips to Atlanta and you had 18 points, um, which is massive. Um, how many, what were the scouts like at that comp? Did anyone approach you or? Where, where was this? The Atlanta comp in Atlanta. Uh, I think you had 18 yeah, points. Yeah, um, yeah, I got a bit of interest after that. Like there was gym I was full um full coaches and scouts at that so yeah got um after that got a few texts from coaches um 
earlier this week, you got announced to Queensland, uh, the team. Um, yeah, I watched you last Nationals. Uh, we unfortunately came second. Obviously, I'm going for Queensland because I'm from Queensland. But yeah, uh, you were massive in the final game. Um, played well throughout the tournament. Um, what were you thinking when Josh put up that final shot? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going in, to be honest. That uh, yeah, first. Yeah, did. yeah, well, first of all, I thought, man, I shouldn't have switched that screen. Like, yeah. Um, they obviously ran that. They knew we were going to switch. They wanted Gideon ISO with whoever else was on him. And then it went up, and I'm just, I'm under the bus. I was just trying to box out. Um, and then I remember just bouncing straight back to him. And then, yeah, I knew he got a second look. That wasn't. Uh, was that the coverage? Was the coverage to switch it? Yeah, no? yeah. We talked about that um, going in, yeah. switch all ball screens and that. And then. Didn't want, didn't, want to, didn't want to fight over the top, get out of his hands. Yeah, well, uh, after the after the thought, I was like, damn, I really shouldn't have switched that. Like, they didn't really set the screen. It was just all cloud and smoke to try and get me off giddy. But, um, yeah. yeah. It's a massive gut punch since you guys did so well throughout the tournament. I think the play before that might have been the play before that, but you hit a massive three. Yeah. It was, like, coming off, like, something. And I think you were, like, semi-fading and you hit a three. And I was like, yeah, like, that's, that's it. It's over. But, yeah. Um, Tough. What are your thoughts on the current 20 team that just got announced? Um, I haven't really uh, – we had a camp on um, the weekend, but I was yeah. um, down in Melbourne for the hub, so I didn't get to see that. But um, I think we'll have a strong team. We've got um, a lot of bottom majors, um, a lot of young guys and, and um, guys that, like, missed out on 18s nationals um, last year. So it'll be, like, their first um, nationals for a lot of them. So it'll be um, an experience and uh, – a lot of ups and downs, but I think, you know, we've got a good team and uh, we're looking to medal again. Um, Sounds like got a young team and obviously your experience is, is that leadership role something that you gravitate towards pretty naturally? Yeah, definitely. I think um, well, I've been around the world and had all the experiences um, uh, for someone of this age. So definitely I'm trying to uh, mentor those um, young guys in our team, especially ones who haven't played in nationals before, haven't played at that level either. Yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a good run for you guys. You got a lot of I think Boston and Preston at the one and two, very strong guard positions. You down low. I think you guys will put up, you know, a good fight. Um, let's get into uh your Australian teams. When was your first Australian team announcement? Was it under 17s or earlier? Yeah, 17s, 17s. World Cup 2018. Um, maybe I dominated the comp. Um Average 15 points, second most on the team behind Giddy. Um, and you guys won the gold. Um, talk about that overall experience. Oh, that was um it was an experience, like uh living conditions and uh, that kind of wasn't um wasn't that great, but um it's just a lot of adversity we had to go through that week um as a team. But um I thought like we played really well, we all came together and um just getting that um exposure to, like international basketball again. I thought that was um really big one and just um, getting out there with mates and playing. Um, what do you mean by living experiences that week? Uh, well, we were stuck in uh, like a New Caledonian boarding school type thing and uh, like there was no hot water. It was like six guys, seven guys in a room. Like the toilet seats didn't have – there was no toilet seats, like cold shower. Yeah. It was – yeah, so a lot Trench. of uh, – <laughs> <laughs> As Wally would say, the trenches. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, 
do you know do you remember where you were and what your reaction was to getting picked for the um Oceana team? Yeah, it was um we had Ozcamp um at the institute and um it was selection meetings. So everyone's uh, in one room and then one by one it, each person gets called out uh to have a meeting with the coaches and um yeah, my name was called. Went into meeting with um Mark Radford, our head coach with um Cass and yeah. uh and then they let me know I made the team. So, um, you know, it's pretty over the moon. Um, I mean, like any chance you get to represent a country like that, such an honour and a privilege. And, um, yeah, it was pretty exciting. Um, we heard about Mark Radford uh, from Rain. So, yeah. Um, we'll get into the, <laughs> we'll get into the uh, bullets. Um, what was the recruiting process for that like? Did they invite you to a training camp or...? Um, yeah, so we came up here, like the COE group, we came up here in, I want to say, August, yeah. September, around then, um, and we played um, a scrimmage against the Bullets. And um, after that, uh, I spoke with um, Sam, McKin Sam McKinnon, GM up here, and um, he was asking me, like, what my plans were for the next um, six to 12 months. And I said, you know, I'd love to uh, uh, be part of the NBL and, you know, join a team in a development spot like that. And then we kind of just uh, moved forward from there and uh, got it sorted. What, what was your initial reaction when he asked you to join? Were you, were you hesitant or were you like, yep, straight away? No, I was uh, pretty much like straight away. Yeah, that's like where I want to be, you know, um, being back, like went to school up here, you know, friends and family all up here. So, um, you know, being get to come up, come back here. And you know, it was a great opportunity. I was like, yeah, I'm take that straight away. It's interesting because, like, I find a lot of people, like the elite guys of your age bracket, it's a mixed response about college and, and trying to get straight onto the NBL. Was college ever, like, an option for you or did that, that float through your head? Yeah, no, so I'm still planning on going to college, um, like, this year, middle of this year. Um, haven't decided where I'm going to go, like, still trying to figure that out. But I thought, you know, I'd... Um, been able to, you know, come train with the pro team for the NBL season and get that exposure with the pros. And I thought that would, uh, you know, best uh, put me in the best way, you know, in preparation for college and, you know, take that next jump into college. Yeah, definitely the right choice, I reckon. Work with an NBL team and then head into college, make an impact. Um, have you had any visits to any colleges or what are the offers looking like if you are able to tell us or... Uh, well, no, so no visits, everything's, um, you know, shut down. So, um, yeah, having, um, can't get out there. So, you know, it's kind of making it tough, um, trying to, you know, sort it out and figure out where you want to go. And, um, like with COVID and everything's kind of, um, been shut down a little bit and like seniors get their years back. And so it's kind of a bit slow at the moment. We're just, um, I'm just waiting out and seeing what, um, comes up really. Um, what is the what has the overall experience been like training with these uh, bullets guys? Man, it's it's been great. Like um, it's just a whole other level, whole other league. Like you think oh, it won't be that much difference, but like every day it's just a grind. Like going against like Sobe, like those like Vic Law, like like NBA type talents there. Like it's just it's unbelievable. Um, who would you say has been the biggest um, in your ear sort of guy? giving you the most advice and stuff like that? Uh, for me, it was actually Orlando Johnson. Um, you know, we um, built quite a tight, you know, all close friends and um, good relationship there. And, um, yeah, kind of sad to see him uh, move on. But, um, yeah. Yeah, we mentioned... What's the, best bit of advice? What's the best bit of advice that Orlando gave you? 
Uh, it was just um, kind of stay ready, you know, bide your time. And uh, right now you might be not getting that court time, but, um, you know, you just got to stick with it and um, trust, like, the work you're putting in and trust the people around you uh, that they're putting you in the best position to succeed. And um, he's got this motto that he goes by, it's, you know, to attack life and um, attack everything you do. And that's kind of something that um, I've kind of, you know, taken under my wing and tried to implement myself. Yeah, we mentioned early in the um, in this episode that um, Orlando was a massive locker room guy, and I feel like half like a lot of the Bullets players were saddened to see him go. Um, which yeah, might you know leave an effect on the Bullets. A lot of people were questioning the moves they made. Um, you got Lamar Patterson in. Um, what was your reaction when you saw that news? Um, well, you know, like. Awesome to have Lamar, you know, back in Brisbane. Like, uh, we all know what type of player he is. And, um, you know, we're just uh, looking forward to getting him back on the court. And I think, you know, um, bringing him in, it's going to put us in a real um, real good shape to, you know, make finals and um, push for that championship, really. Ultimately, that's, like, what we're trying to do. And um, that's what we think is uh, going to be the best uh, way to get the job done. So, yeah, I'm excited. Looking forward to uh, getting him back on, on the floor. I saw, I think it was all schools in Melbourne. I saw you had, uh, what was it, Hesh? Uh, what was it, 32 and 18 or something? Something ridiculous. I don't know. 38. 38. Uh, <laughs> ridiculous numbers, man. What's your average for the tournament? Uh, it was like, would have been close to 30 and like 16 rebounds or something like that. That's, that's wild, what's, the, what's the school that you won with? The school in Canberra or? I thought, uh, yeah, Lake Geneva College. Yeah, I thought I thought you did school at AIS, or is that? Yeah, so I did. Yeah, I did. You like half year eleven and year twelve at um Lake G in Canberra. Okay. Was there any teams that came close, or was your team pretty stacked? Um, we were, uh, we were pretty stacked. Like Hunter Clark, he was the other um yeah AIS guy, and he's another like local Canberra guy. So. It was pretty much like a full Canberra team, honestly. Like um, me being from Canberra, Hunter's from Canberra, and then a bunch of the other guys like um, Dahl Fieg. Like um, weird, you know, real good team. And um, yeah, kind of breeze, breeze through the tournament. That's pretty sick to know that you're the best school in the country. Real quick, what do you uh, what you got planned for the future, Blake? What's aspirations, goals? What do you want to get out of your career? Um, well, obviously the NBA, like that's main goal for um, every kid growing up and um, you know yeah for me college college is um, the next step in um, my journey and then do have many years there and then kind of see where it takes me after that you know professionally overseas that's uh, something I'm interested in like Europe playing um, over there but yeah that's that's kind of like the goal I mean it's exciting I guess for you because like we're getting you know Mo King and, and Giddy both getting some NBA hype um, and you know they're both in the NBL right now as young guys, so it's like the pathway is there for you, man. So exactly, exactly, it's coming through. Like five, ten years ago, you don't really see guys uh, going straight from the NBL to the NBA, but now you know it's, it's definitely a realistic pathway for like juniors all around Australia. Definitely. All right, we're gonna get into the uh, ten quick questions. Who's your favorite player of all time, and why? Favorite player, Kobe Bryant. I just um. You know, grew up watching him in the Lakers and uh, rest in peace, the Mamba. But, um, yeah, just, like, his competitiveness and um, just unmatched, like, seeing him on the court, you know, it's just – it's pretty unbelievable, honestly, like, the way he just goes at it. 
every single game, every single possession. Like that's uh, something really I admire. For sure. What about yourself? What who's the hardest player you've ever had to guard individually? Nathan Sobey, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Extremely hard. Um, we ask this every week. Celebrity crush. Summer Ray. Yeah, Another quick one. Dude, he's young. <laughs> Brady in the head. Rain last week. Was just like, who did he say last week? Uh, Zendaya. Zendaya. Going like that. Dude, you guys answer that question quicker than any other question. Man. Yeah. Uh, man. Don't you think about that one, man. Yeah. Yeah, true. True. What about, here's a controversial one. Who's the, the worst state of basketball in Australia? Worst state? Man, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here. Um, yeah. But um, I guess, you know, by performance, you'd have to say uh, Northern Territory. But Yeah, that's like, fair enough. I don't, have, I don't have a lot of guys playing up there and, you know, access to facilities and that. So, but, um, yeah. Oh, good answer. Um, De'Aaron Fox or John Wall? I got De'Aaron Fox. I think he's younger, hasn't had any injuries. I think he's uh, Got a bright future ahead of him. John Wall's kind of, you know, battling some injuries at the moment and uh, still coming back from that. But I think, yeah, Darren Fox, if you're building a team around someone uh, right now, it's going to be Darren Fox. Yeah. He is hooping, man. He's playing out of his skin right now. I respect that answer. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. Man, you got me asking all the hate questions. <laughs> Most overrated player in the NBA, Blake. In the NBA? Ooh. Yeah, overrated. Overrated. Man. Wait, Hesh, who do you think is the most overrated? Oh, yeah, I'll go first. I'll go first. Personally, and this is not, I don't want to like, there's obviously misconception about when you say someone's overrated, it doesn't mean you think that they're not good. Yeah. First, I want to just make sure that's the first thing. So the person I'm saying I think is absolutely amazing, but I think he gets a little bit too much hype. Giannis, man. I can see that, yeah. Yeah, I uh, think Giannis. A two-time MVP. I know, but that's the same people that overrate him. Uh, I don't know. last year, so yeah, that's a fact. And it hardened the year before that. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I think I don't know. I don't want to hate on the Raptors, but I think Siakam is very overrated, and I think Kyle Lowry is very overrated. But no hate to the Raptors, but yeah, I don't know. I, not that they're bad, and they definitely are a good team, and they obviously win games. But I just yeah. think player for player. I just think Kyle Lowry and Siakam are rated better than some of the other players in their position. That's my answer. What about you, Blake? What do you reckon? Yeah, I think Siakam, I, I can, yeah, I kind of agree with that one there. He kind of gets a bit of, yeah. obviously, like, great player, but, um, yeah. Kind yeah. Of I'm just not hard. sure. I'm just not sure about his play style, you know? Yeah, um, kind of in between positions and, it's this, always hard. The overrated question is always tough because it's like, yeah. it's just like, what are you comparing to? Like, you know, and it's like people just get hyped for anything these days, you know? Yeah. Um, I've heard some guys say I'm Zion overrated. Like, yeah, that's a, that's a, just on pure basketball skill, people say, you know, he kind of just uses athleticism and bullies guys and doesn't actually have that much, you know, basketball skill. But, um, yeah, that's that's interesting because I think that's the that's the other part of the question. It's like, what are you actually rating? Are you just rating their effectiveness, or is it like their skill set, or you know? Yeah, he's a really effective player, but like, exactly. like yeah, interesting. interesting. 
I'll tell you one thing, though, you, I, nobody wants to guard Zion. I'll tell you that. Oh, no chance, bro. You won't be catching me anywhere near him. Bro, crazy. <laughs> um, this is a controversial one as well. Sorry about hitting you with these ones, but you're starting a team and you're the captain. So you're picking someone to play alongside you and they have to be 02 born. Who, who are you picking and why? Hmm. <laughs> uh, that's tough. Um, I mean, I gotta go giddy. Like, yeah. I think like he just like love playing with him. Like he just, he finds you when you need the ball and like he kind of, he can just impact the game in um, so many different ways. Like six, eight point guard can play multiple positions. I think, yeah, he's kind of the guy that yeah, you'd want to start your team with. Yeah, so I, I mean, I can see that. Um, all right, what about, let's throw some love out there. Who do you, who do you mold your game after, man? Like who do you look at and, and you try and, you know, learn from or, or watch and, and try and imitate? Um, like I watch a lot of Kevin Durant, um, kind of, you know, how he creates his shots and um, uses his like size and length and, um, you know, not the strongest guy out there, but um, still uh, yeah, able to get to his spots and that. And same with kind of like Brandon Ingram, another guy like that kind of, um, yeah, like uses his length and athleticism and finesse kind of to get through people and get to his own shots. They're kind of two guys that I've been looking at. Um, who, what is the best takeaway food in your opinion? Takeaway, I love Mexican. I'm a big Mexican fan. You going Guzman? Yes, sir. That's the, all right. Um, here we go. Another one that uh, we ask everybody at the, the end of the 10 questions. A bit personalized, but it, it's to, I want to I get a specific answer of you. I'm hoping I get it. Who's the best big man in the country? In like what age group? Just yeah, let's let's go your age bracket and below. My age, big man. I mean, I don't really classify myself as a big man. Right. Um, if we're talking like pure, if we're talking pure pure big man. Um. No, not pure big man. Not pure big man. All right, let's do this. Let's go. The best guy over six six. <laughs> I'm taking myself in it. Of course, I'm taking myself in it. Yes, that's the answer I want to hear. Like, um, now we're going to get into five fan questions. We chuck these up on our stories for our followers to ask you. Um, the first one is, what's a basketball shoe that you got and you didn't like wearing? That's an interesting one. I haven't heard that one before. Didn't like. Ooh, um, man, that's a tough one. I mean. I had, yeah, geez, that's going good. Um, you usually wear all your shoes out. They usually do the job. Yeah, yeah, they all just kind of get the job done, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, all right, we'll, we'll do nil. We'll send none. What about um, the, in this new experience in the pros, what's a normal day in, a li- day in the life like for you as a Bullets player? Um, so we'll have like weights start like 7.45 to like 8.45 and then have like time to get ready. We'll do like individual workouts from like 9 to 10 and then we'll have like a team training from say 10 to 12, 10 to 11.30 and then we'll have like extra time, you know, if you want to grab a coach, you know, get extra work in, extra shots and then kind of be like film study and scout like after training and then 
kind of the rest of the day is like yours, do what you want. You can come back, get extra work in, extra shots up, like whenever you want. And yeah, that, that's pretty much like most days. Um, you've obviously had a lot of coaching experience, school, rep, nationals, club, COE, bullets. Who's been your favorite coach? Favorite coach? I mean, Marty Clark has been kind of one of the most, he's probably one of like most influential, like best coaches I've had. Um, like joining the academy kind of at a young age, he was um, really instrumental in me kind of, you know, developing as a player. And um, yeah, I think he's probably one of the guys that um, has helped me a lot, you know, along my way. Nice. All right. Um, favorite basketball moment in your entire career? One favorite moment. moment. Uh, probably that's tough. Up, uh, I'd say winning um the tournament in Barcelona. That was um with the NBA Academy. That was um pretty special. Like we we came up against Barcelona um in the final and like we were underdogs. No one expected us to win, and um we ended up you know beating them in the final. And um over there in Barcelona, it's like they had the home crowd, home fans, pretty hostile environment, and um yeah, like getting the job done over there. That was pretty special. Um, and last one, who's the funniest player on the Bullets? On the Bullets? Oh, Vic Law. Yeah. Uh, really? Takes, uh, yeah, he's a funny guy. Um, thanks for coming on the show, Blake. It means a lot. Um, we wish you luck in the future. March Madness is currently happening. So, you know, it's getting me excited for college basketball and seeing these guys come up and making it. So, yeah, I'm keen to see you out there killing it. Um, yeah, good luck, bro, and thanks for coming on. Sweet. Hey, can I also say, Mo King did me dirty last time he came on here, saying that the worst drip and shoot. I don't want to say that. That's not, that's not true, Mo. Like, Mo, Mo can't talk about drip, you know. He, he can't talk. We'll just say that. I like that. I like, I like that. Mo King has to respond now, all right? Yeah. I want to hear what he says about that. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I thanks appreciate for it. Coming, appreciate bro. your time, Blake. Really do. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, everyone, for... Um, watching we appreciate it uh stay tuned for next week uh, we've got a very special guest um yeah see you next week